the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so empty. One of the most interesting times in American history, American Dark Ages, when the society's standards are so low, they're not only as the most obvious political whore that's ever been elected to any office as president, but he's suffering from dementia, and it's, everybody knows it. It's quite obvious. It's sad. It's despicable. It's embarrassing. So the opinion of anybody who supported Joe Biden means absolutely nothing and should never. What we escaped today was the promise of John Boehner Part 7. That's exactly who Tom Emers was. It's a great day that he is out already. And it shows you the kind of backbone or lack of it that this corporatist fraud had in the, in the beginning. He was easy to spot. He was the favorite of the most corrupt among us, the establishment Republicans. So to me, we dodged a bullet. But to watch it being so-called reported on by step-and-fetch slaves, people who would support a drunk hag inside trading fraud who has amassed hundreds of millions, who's married to the stinky hammer Paul Pelosi, and everybody knows that this two-bit inside trading fraud is a corrupt political whore. These are the same people who support Chuck Schumer, whose two unpleasant-looking daughters, who could soften plywood, are lobbyists for Facebook and Amazon, and they love it. These are the same kind of morons that vote for the -the short-in-the-pants mafia in Chicago and can't figure out, gee, Dick Durbin's portly wife seems to make a lot of money as a lobbyist. I wonder how. Anybody that would accept a Democrat in any role Your opinion is not warranted, not wanted, and no one wants it except your other failures and frauds and welfare roaches, both corporate and the ones that shoot heroin in their veins for breakfast. You go with the scum because the decent people, we're not interested in you. And your your stupidity at this level in the year 2023, as we are not only repeating mistakes, and that's, that's something that, that's lipstick on the pig. This is the controlled demolition of the principles of our nation. And you do it with a false sense of virtue. So, of course, I saw all the court cases, and that's not an example of justice. It's an example as to how far we've fallen. Why would they want to know about a deal that didn't go through when it comes to Trump and the Buffalo? Why, why would this be relevant in any case, in any courtroom? In this country. Mr. President, you put your hands up a few minutes ago regarding the Buffalo Bill. Can you explain your reaction to the testimony you just heard, sir? Yeah, I was going to buy it, but the team sold for a lot more money than I owe. I owe a billion dollars. The team sold for $1.4 billion. 
course, as I understand it. Uh, I was a bidder on the team. I had all the finance and everything else that you needed. Uh, there was absolutely nothing wrong. And we didn't even make the deal. I'm just trying to figure out, and it's many years ago, trying to figure out what relevance does this have? None. And the same so-called Justice Department is not interested about a two-bit whore, a bust-out, who's never made a decent living in his life. He's a fracking two-bit senator, which means nothing in the real world. Living in DuPont mansions, estates on the ocean, buying property here and there, renting property for the crack smoking, and you don't care? Just like you don't care when Nancy Pelosi tells you her property's only worth $18 million when it's worth $130 million. And all of a sudden, you're, you're going to go to business deals that didn't go through because what you're witnessing is that same Venezuelan third world corruption. And that's who the Democrats are. So their opinion of the so-called opposition and the, the sign of chaos, these are the idiots and the frauds that cheer as we go bank into bankruptcy in every indicator, in every indicator, bankrupt. And they want it to continue. You see, here's why it was important to beat the flabby Tom Emers. Because just in a month, we have another debt ceiling issue. In a month, we got another funding issue. So you have to make a decision. If you want to just say flush it and we'll manage the decline, let me tell you something. People like me, we're going to do better on the way down just like we did better on the way up. Because you can't make money without insider deals. And the pseudo-intellectual media hacks, you never earned an actual dollar in your life. You probably got there on the, on the Weinstein massage table, for all everybody knows, without what a sick culture your media is. So everybody knows what's going on with you. But to pretend that their opinion means anything when it comes to Jenna Ellis, that's, 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 now listen, I didn't like John McCain. I didn't like him at all. But you know what I never really wanted to mention? Because I realized that John McCain was tortured when he signed his confession saying that America was guilty of war crimes. He was a POW. And it was through torture and breaking down every principle of his future that he finally broke and signed it. And I never, I never went after him for that. Just like I'm not going to pretend Jenna Ellis and her tearful speech is an admission that Joe Biden didn't steal the election. He did. You shut the countdown for four hours. You delivered the ballots. You harvested the ballots. You had same-day voter registration. The crooked judges, like the ones who are trying Trump today in New York, that morphodite judge who sits up there, never did a deal in his life, is going to comment on deals. He is a Democrat asset, which is the equivalent of Fidel Castro's foot soldiers. His opinion means nothing. And you're the ones who put in this dimwit in diapers, who is embarrassing himself and our nation but more importantly haven't you had enough of this kind of stupidity you freaking morons yeah here folks i'm not introducing me marcus because when the idiot walked up to the podium which by the way went a lot smoother than when he tried to exit and figure out how to get off of it he realized he wasn't supposed to walk there. He was supposed to wait for the Democrat apparatchik to introduce him as if he's the president of the United States. When he isn't, he's illegitimate, he's corrupt, and he's clueless. He's suffering from dementia. Here's the same story for the 15,000th time. I've long said America can be defined by a single word. I was in the Tibetan plateau with Xi Jinping. I spent a great deal of time with him one-on-one. -on -one. Then why is he kicking your ass all the way around? Or are you an asset? Did he flip you? And now you're the Manchurian candidate. Because that does explain the billions of dollars he bribed you.
and the media. He's such a foreign policy expert. Oh, really? Because it looks to the rest of the world like we're in World War III. Not on the precipice anymore. We're in it. And in the meantime, you want to celebrate the Republicans kicking out a whore who rubber-stamped your corruption to the most corrupt country outside of Washington, D.C., in the world. And you had him as a vice president guaranteeing loans. Did anybody ask, were those Ihor Kolomoisky's loans or George Soros loans? You didn't care about that. The admission of corruption on tape by the dimwit when he held only half the form of dementia he has today. So the opinion of these idiots that are Democrats mean absolutely nothing. Because you know what you've come to, what I've come to realize? They haven't a clue on anything. Listen to the spokes buffoon who, if she wasn't a lesbian with the right pigmentation, she'd be lucky to have a job in an airport asking me if I want insurance on my rent-a-car. I want to ask you about um, current energy prices and Iran, if I could. Um, so Iran makes 70% of its revenue from oil. Um, it's doubled that oil output since 2019, adding $40 billion to revenues. So are the president's current energy policies giving Iran enough money to fund terror groups? Because the price, well, the price of oil has gone up under this president. Uh, the former President Trump, the pr- average price of Brent oil was $58. Um, under this president, it's $83 a barrel. So the price of oil is more. Um, is that giving... Now, first of all, listen to the question. You could, I could ask a third grader in my family. I won't speak for River Forest or Oak Park or any parents or any, any child of Democrats because you're probably idiots too. But I could ask any third grader in my family, anybody, this question. And they would understand the premise of it. You see, here's how it works, you fracking moron. But you know what you're good at? You're good at uh, being a lesbian, and you're good at being born and acting in the skin color you were born with. You're, you're good at those things. Other than that, you're an absolute fracking moron. That's called an affirmative action hire. And she doesn't understand when the price of the commodity, the only commodity, a country run by religious zealots called a theocracy, it's the only thing they do. When that goes up, those radical... Sharia law zealots of fascism and terror make more money. Okay, can you stick up with that? KJP. Iran enough money to fund these terror groups in the Middle East. I I mean, I I wholeheartedly disagree that we're, we're, you know, we're, our actions are giving. Is that what you're saying? Can you say that? This is a grown woman who's supposed to have a college degree, which tells you these college degrees that all these idiots tout and the, and the financial money laundering scheme, take the degree and charm in it because it means nothing if this moron can get one. That again? The current energy policies in the from, U.S. From our from, energy um, policies. Yeah. It's seen the price of oil go up because okay. when, you, when you restrict um, supply here in the United States, <laughs> it's forcing get, to get the global supply from somewhere else. OPEC is cutting prices of oil, so the price of oil goes up. Yeah, and we're not part of OPEC, as you right. know. Right, right. So they're going to make their decisions on, on whatever they decide. We are not a member of OPEC. See, here's how it works, you... You absolute fracking moron. It's based on what we do. We control it. Which is why when the dementia patient was just retired, drooling on himself while his wife was waiting for the Viagra to kick in, everything was peaceful and the oil per barrel was 50% less than it is today. You see, that's why. Can you catch up now? Boy, oh boy. This is why. Take the special kids 
and put them in the dummy class with the with the hats with the fan on top. That's where KJP and the rest of the Democrats belong. Has decided to regulate the oil industry here in the U.S. and restrict investment, uh, future investment in the oil supply in the U.S. And and so is is as the price of oil goes up, is that giving Iran enough money to fund these terror groups? It seems to be a big jump, uh, and so uh, certainly I'm not going to speak into that type of hypothetical. It sounds like a hypothetical that you're asking. Me. Hey, 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 moron, hypothetical, take a look at the price of oil, the spot, minute to minute, second to second. It's right in front of your stupid face. Maybe you should get your girlfriends out of the way so you could maybe look. I can't so get certainly, over I'm not going to wade, in, wade so into this. In oh, don't be hard on her, Sean. She's uh, a lesbian, and she's good at lesbians. What the hell does that mean? Absolutely nothing. Because when it comes to life, she can't answer or comprehend the most simple question. This level of concern right now about the potential rise of anti-Semitism in light of everything that's going on in Israel. So a couple of things. Um, look, um, uh, we have not seen uh, any credible uh, threats. I know there's been always questions about uh, credible threats. Uh, and so I uh, just want to make sure that that's out there. But look, uh, Muslim and those perceived uh, to be Muslim have endured a dis- proportionate no no no. we asked you about anti-semitism that 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 that, and the rise of threats burning of synagogues harassment has gone up 300 percent since your dimwood in diapers seized and stole the most important office in the world so when i hear of your opinion of another lawyer flipped your opinion means nothing Because you're the same idiots that voted for every mafia that ruined every city it's ever touched, every municipality, every county, every state. You're the special ed students in our country. And you're so fracking stupid, you don't understand the words that are coming out of my mouth right now. 312-642-5600. Fucking idiot. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560, The Answer. AM 560, The Answer. From the vice president to the girl that answers questions, their biggest quality is, are you good in the sack? Oh, you're a tiger in the sack. Give her the job. It'll be great. And after all, how else do you think Democrats want to grade people? For the next five years, high school students in Oregon will not need to perform proficiency tests showing mastery of reading, writing, or math in order to graduate. And this- there you go. Well, we don't want to let those obstacles get in your way. After all, you may end up as the spokes idiot for the president or vice president. Are you good in the sack? What's your sexual proclivity? Because if you like the same sex, ooh, that's a resume builder. And it's the only explanation for the year 2023 and um, allowing the most obvious thief of any election to remain president. Well, he's clearly suffering from a mental handicap of dementia. Now, starting on day one in the middle of the pandemic, we vaccinated a nation, the greatest operational effort ever undertaken by this country. First of all, that wasn't you. Secondly, it appears to be killing more people than COVID, which, by the way, it looks like uh, 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 you clearly paid for it, dummy. Gain-of-function research was going on in that lab, and NIH funded it. Remember when Senator Rand Paul accused Anthony Fauci of funding China's Wuhan virus lab? I totally resent the lie that you are now propagating. The media immediately criticized Senator Paul. Rand Paul, stop it. 
you look like an idiot. Dr. Anthony Fauci blasting Senator Rand Paul. Senator Paul, you do not know what you are talking about. Anthony Fauci once again forced to call Rand Paul a sniveling moron. (laughs) But some now have changed. Major shift. NIH admits funding risky research in Wuhan. Paul might have been on to something. To me, it's history vindicates him. And yet the whole time he's made fun of by who? By the same morons, the same fools who vote for this. Back when I was vice president and since then. And he looked at me and he said, we just had simultaneous interpreters. He said, Can you- by the way, this should be the test to get your voter card. Did you vote for Joe Biden? Never vote again, you moron. You nearly destroyed the country. That's if we can save it. Mike, Crown Point, Indiana. Hey, hi, Sean. A couple of things you think really need to be taken care of. I think the whole root of this problem with Congress right now is they've just got, they ignore the Constitution. They pass legislation that gives the government powers was never granted under the Constitution. Got to back up the truck. I hope President Trump gets in. First thing he does, call a joint emergency session of Congress. Have two projectors. On one will be the Constitution. On the other, list of all 1,600 federal agencies to start going down that list. If that agency's mission isn't called out for the Constitution, be funded. Michael, I like that, but I think you could do it even faster. Number one, you, you, you simply write one executive order, and you know how much I hate executive orders. Every executive order that was written by the Dimwood and Diapers, formerly known as Joe Biden, is now nullified and canceled. Anybody who was hired from Barack Obama to now is fired, and we, re- we start over. Everybody fired. Now we have to rebuild. Because the bureaucracies that allowed... Fauci to pay for the greatest bioweapon used in mankind that shut down the world for three years, killed four million people, and changed the course of humanity? They all need to go away. Thank you very much, Mike. You know what we could do? We could use them in humanitarian talks with Hamas, that social group, right? They're good at social stuff. Isn't that what the, the former negotiator to Iran said as he gave Iran uh, uh, nuclear technology and increased their income by raising the price of oil? You know, the Democrats. Eduardo, Tampa Bay. Yeah, thank you, Sean. Well, it looks like corruption is also headed for law enforcement. This Jennifer Wall, she's friends with uh, the the Attorney General Dana Niso and Governor Wimmer over there. This girl who was killed, and they're trying to cover up who killed her? You mean that girl? Right, right. No kidding. Yeah. Well, that's what that's what you heard uh, KJP do today. KJP came out and she wanted to assure people, no, no, no. There's uh, absolutely uh, a total and and complete coincidence. She wasn't killed uh, uh, by somebody who hated Jews the way that they're killing people in Israel or 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 the Gaza Strip. No, no, no. This was obviously torrid. I believe it was some sort of. Lover or something. Make something clear uh, at the top, because I understand how important uh, moral clarity is, especially at this time. So when Jews are targeted because of their beliefs or their identity, when Israel is singled out because of anti-Jewish hatred, that is anti-Semitism. That's how it works. You see, you were lectured to by a moron that doesn't understand how pricing works. However, what's very interesting is when Trump was in office, whenever there was a synagogue that was vandalized, that was Trump's fault. Yet those those vandalized issues of synagogues, the threats to Jewish people, are up 300% since Joe Biden, the dimwit in diapers, is in office. And now they're going to lecture us on what anti-Semitism is? What anti-Semitism is, is when you give money to the Azov Nazis, 
that make up a large part of the government and a large part of the fighting force in the former Soviet Union called Ukraine. Robert Oak Park. Yes, yes. So thank you, Sean. It should be Meros. I, I, I need to relocate. But uh, I just want to thank you for your energy and, and, and your fight, man, because you, everything, everything is going pretty tough right now, especially with what's going on in the Mideast. You know, we're, we're taking heat over here. Palatine, a six-year-old kid, stabbed 26 times by a guy who looked like Beetlejuice on on the phone. Oh, that's going to be, that's mine and your fault. That's everybody else's fault who spoke up against Hamas, who's stuck in the 7th century and likes to rape and beat people. Uh, That's clearly, that's clearly my fault. There's no question about it. That's everybody's fault who isn't a Democrat, who refused to vote for a dementia-ridden political whore that somehow has acquired DuPont mansions and estates on the ocean and has bragged openly about political corruption and steering corruption into the most corrupt former Soviet Union state. That's my fault. I see how it goes. But what about COVID? Because I think that's your fault. It's not so much about them admitting or apologizing. It's really about trying to prevent this from happening again in the future. Paul also pushed the then-controversial idea that COVID began with a lab leak. All the evidence is pointing that it came from the lab, and there will be responsibility for those who funded the lab, including yourself. Did COVID leak from this lab, which did experiments funded by the U.S. government? The media told us, no, COVID came from an animal. And that same media tells us how we should push back against their corruption, their ignorance, their capitulation to bald face fraud, pay-to-play schemes. Their opinion matters? Of course it doesn't. Only yours does. 312-642-5600 when I get back. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. The Answer. The grandmother from the Beverly Hillbillies, some refer to as Mitch McConnell. I like to refer to old lady face. Squirrel, you're not going to believe it. He's still alive. And he looks even more like Jethro's grandmother than he ever did. There's resistance among some Republicans, including here in the Senate, about bundling things together. Is it possible to pass Ukraine aid if it's not tied to Israel? I just think that's a mistake. I I, I mean, I know there are some Republicans in the Senate and maybe more in the House that Mm -hmm. think Ukraine is somehow different. I view it as all interconnected. Because you're a corrupt whore. You're an idiot. And you've enriched the Chinese Communist Party and enemies of America almost as much as Joe Biden. And in the meantime, what is the secret to life? Are you on that formaldehyde, Viagra, B12 shot right into the eyeballs the way Joe Biden is? Greg Rogers Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Wonderful. Sean, um... Now they're saying that these policemen are going to be in trouble in Chicago because they're associated with the Oath Keepers. I'm on the page of the Oath Keepers right now. Their values are very similar to mine. I don't understand the problem. <laughs> yeah, nobody can identify what it is. They, they are victims of slander, right? They're, what are they supposed to be called, Nazis and Marxists, although BLM admits to being Nazi, Nazis and Marxists? Is that what you mean? You mean like yeah, that? The Oath Keepers swear to uphold the Constitution. I don't have a problem with that. Well, here's the funny thing. So do policemen. 
So do anybody who works for the government. So do elected officials from your local mayor and the rest. Why is it so wrong to uphold that oath? And then you realize, because we have been infiltrated by saboteur traitors. They're called Democrats, Greg, and they don't like the principles of the nation. In the meantime, they certainly don't like when you think, because if you think, when it comes to Ukraine, you'll, you'll say, who exactly is Zelensky? And then you'll realize he's just an asset of Ihor Kolomoisky. But what exactly is going on in Ukraine? I mean, aside from us funding even their 57,000 firemen and the rest of it, what exactly is going on in Ukraine? When you actually look at what Zelensky's democracy yeah. is, you see uh, no freedom of the press. He has shut down any media that he does not control, his government does not control. He has gotten political opposition uh, arrested, made sure that that's happened. As you mentioned, he shut down the biggest Ukraine church uh, in the country. And, and I found this quote today. He has actually threatened to punish, quote, any Christian caught worshiping in unapproved ways. Who's going to approve it? A guy named Zelensky or a guy named Ihor Kolomoisky? In the meantime, what was it really about? You know, I can't help but remember something else Tulsi Gabbard said during a debate. Here are the undeniable facts. There are 25 to 30 U.S. funded biolabs in Ukraine. According to the U.S. government, these biolabs are conducting research on dangerous pathogens. Ukraine is in an active war zone with widespread bombing, artillery. And yeah, shelling. it doesn't matter. They got their ass kicked after that. In the meantime... Why were the labs there in the first place? In fact, why were we funding any of this? Working theory is someone butchered a bat, came into contact with its blood or urine, and then touched his or her nose or mouth. Everybody. Oh, it's the butcher. You stupid butchers. There you go, wiping bat urine and touching your face. What do you think? You're up for a job in the White House? He was saying came from animals, from bats. I initially was there, too. Then the beginning reports of 80,000 animals being tested. No animals with it. No animals with COVID. But we know that three people in the Wuhan lab got sick with a virus of unknown origin in November of 2019. And that was more than a thousand kilometers away from where bats live. Exactly. Not only that, lab leaks are common. Accidents do happen. Labs in Singapore, Taiwan, and China accidentally infected themselves with SARS. SARS escaped from labs. So did smallpox, anthrax, and flu. Now the FBI and others agree with Senator Paul. I love Rand Paul, and I like John Stossel very much. But uh, I thought this angle should have been focused on a little bit more in this interview. Another question for you. The NIH continues to refuse to voluntarily divulge the names of scientists who receive royalties and from which companies. Over the period of time from 2010 to 2016, 27,000 royalty payments were paid to 1,800 NIH employees. We know that, not because you told us, but because we forced you to tell us through the Freedom of Information Act. Now, I want you to keep that in mind as you listen to the rest of this. The Department of Energy has concluded COVID-19 likely came from a lab leak in China. So evil Chinese scientists in a lab funded by America? Uh, America funded it, and I think it was uh, maybe not done with evil intentions. It was done with misguided notion that gain-of-function research was safe. Gain-of-function research? That can mean making viruses stronger. They sometimes create viruses that don't exist in nature that are now more infectious. They've gained the function of lethality or infectiousness by com being combined in a lab. They're trying to find ways to stop 
right. disease. But many scientists have now looked at this and said, we've been doing this gain-of-function research for quite a while. The likelihood that you create something that creates a vaccine that's going to help anybody is pretty slim to none. The media- but what if all of the seed money isn't paid for by the companies, but paid for by the American stooges? And how exactly do they... Yeah, is weirdly uncurious about this. We have a disease that killed maybe 16 million people worldwide, about a million people in America, and they're not curious as to how we got it. You're trying to obscure responsibility for 4 million people dying around the world from a pandemic. So when you think about the way they fund it, think about the way Joe Biden has legalized bribery through his whore aficionado crack-smoking son and his dimwit brother and dog-faced sister. Fauci once justified the risks of gain-of-function research. He said in 2012, even if a pandemic occurs, if a scientist becomes infected and the community becomes infected, the knowledge is worth it. Well, that's a judgment call, and I would say there's probably 16 million families around the world who might disagree with that now. Dr. Fauci didn't give your money directly to the Chinese lab. He gave it to a nonprofit called EcoHealth. EcoHealth Alliance is working on the ground to stand between you and the next pandemic. EcoHealth Alliance. Most Americans haven't heard of it. They were able to uh, accumulate maybe over $100 million in U.S. taxpayer dollars, and a lot of it was funneled to Wuhan. EcoHealth is run by zoologist Peter Dazak. I'm sorry, did they say zoologist? Oh, all right. So he's a zoologist, like feeding the rhinos and slapping the camels on the ass, and I don't mean Rashida Tlaib in the face. Our sights on the next pandemic. We can stop it emerging. We can save lives. Before the pandemic, Dezak bragged about combining coronaviruses in Wuhan in hopes of creating a vaccine. My colleagues in China did the work. You create pseudoparticles, you, look, you insert the spike proteins from those viruses, see if they bind to human cells. And each step of this you move closer and closer to this virus could really become pathogenic in people. But the media today, when this broke this morning, the media today wants you to believe that Republicans throwing out any politician that would sit idly by as our government finances the most detrimental bioweapon we as humans have ever been subjected to. They think that's chaos, but this isn't. Where were they? For three years, they were telling you to put that experiment in your arm that's killing more people than the virus. They were telling you to put a mask on knowing full well it did guts on ghoul. The media is responsible for this, as much as the corrupt who are politicians, including that pickle-faced bastard traitor Fauci. We'll be back after this. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I'm not playing you these clips just because they came out this morning and they're relevant. The Daily Mail posted an article today. Squirrel, did you ever hear uh, Hainan, an island off China? No, they're not known for spicy chicken like Kung Pao. No, this is Hainan. What they're known for is they discovered eight new, eight never-before-seen viruses. And we all know how good they are at controlling their labs. Of a new deadly disease. Once COVID broke out, Dayzak was less eager to talk about the experiments he funded. Peter Dayzak has refused to reveal his communications with the Wuhan lab. And I do think that uh, ultimately there is a great deal of culpability on his part. Is he in court now in New York? No. Trump is because of a, a team he couldn't buy 15 years ago. OK, that makes sense. Democrats, wherever they are, 
corrupt incompetence, if you're lucky, bald face corruption, if you can read. In addition, Dezak and Fauci got other scientists to sign this letter published in a prestigious medical journal saying they strongly condemn conspiracy theories suggesting that COVID-19 does not have a natural origin. They squelched all dissent and said you're a conspiracy theorist if you're saying this, but they didn't reveal that they had a monetary self-incentive to cover this up. We asked Azak to answer the claims in this video. He didn't respond. To give you an example of who he is and how the money changes hand, this is a guy who has $15,000 cocktail parties at the Cosmo Club in D.C., invites Anthony Fauci and others there for cocktails. They're really criticizing science. You think Anthony Fauci shows up with a red ball in his mouth and a leather band around his head? I say so. Because I represent science. I think he is the defender of the funding of science, the business of science. And what about the NIH, run by our government? They are still funding gain-of-function research. Yeah, absolutely. This is a risk to civilization because we could wind up with a virus that's 50% lethal, that leaks out of a lab and kills half of the planet. Now, you think that's terrible because you're a decent person and you think of humanity as something that should survive. What you have to understand is who's actually in control are the oligarchs. And they don't think of society as something that should survive and thrive. They think it should be contorted and manipulated and killed. This, this is a very important question to get right because it was, it was absolutely key for me. When our foundation first started up, it was focused on reproductive health. That was the main thing we did because I thought, you know, population growth in poor countries is the biggest problem they face. You've got to help them. Help them? How are you going to help them, squirrel? We're going to help them by killing them. Ooh, you sound like Hamas. That's what they're doing. Hamas is just helping the Israelis. They're going to help them by killing them, just like the oligarchs. Three, one, two, six, four. Oh, I got a guest coming up. It's a fast first hour, Squirrel. We'll be back after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. You know, it's a funny thing watching the generations accept slavery and government supremacy. And you wonder, how did this happen in a country built on free men? On the ideology of the entrepreneur, of the free spirit, where did this take a turn? And you realize it's the education system. And it's also funny when you think about success. Success doesn't have a schematic of college. In fact, the most successful people in the world often didn't graduate from college. This is something we need to inspire the young generations with. My next guest didn't need that inspiration. He experienced it himself. He understood the problem. And after dropping out of college, he became the host of a very popular show at Prager University. In fact, over 700 million online views. The show was Man on the Street. He's also the editor and chief of the uh, Florida Standard. Aside from that, he's an accomplished author. His new book, Do Not Comply, Taking Power Back from America's Corrupt Elite, he is a, a brave young man who is living 
the pathway to success that most kids will never experience, let alone at the age of 27. He is Will Witt. Will, how are you? I'm doing great. How you doing? Well, number one, it's it's it. You know, I, I mean this in the least condescending way anybody could ever mean it. I'm I'm, I'm so proud of you. I love the example Thank you're you. setting. I love that you had the courage to stand in the face of judgment of incompetent uh, kids who really have perfected peer pressure to a way where there's very few people who think like you and have the courage to act like it. And I love the fact that you're success. So tell me a little bit about the book, Do Not Comply, because I live that by that myself. No, I hope so. And thank you so much for that. It really means a lot. The book is what I would say after my last seven years in this political, cultural world, it is the most important thing I've ever done. It's the thing that I'm the most proud of this book. I feel like I've taken all of the ideas and everything that I've learned and put it into one place where people can really grasp onto it. It's a it's a book that is difficult. It is not the, the average Republican book that tells you just Joe Biden sucks and Here's why Trump is the best. It, it, it challenges people on on conservative ideology, on how to fix this country seriously and not just, I guess, whine about the issues. It's about anyone who wants to turn you into a slave and how we battle against these types of people. You know, what's astonishing to me is the bastardization of our language and the beauty of the modern day mafia, the Marxist mafia, the government supremacists, whether they're communists or socialists or Chicago Democrats. The beauty is they were able to construct a Trojan horse of virtue and deception by calling themselves liberals. I, I discuss this a lot with my audience. I believe if you believe in the principles of freedom and liberty, you by definition are a liberal. And when I look at the word conservative, and I, I see the way in which that has been misused as a shield to get good people fighting for those principles steeped in liberty, and you see the Mitt Romneys, and you see the, uh, the, the elites and the oligarchs in the Republican Party, the Mitch McConnells, and the rest of these, what would be referred to as the deep states. It's refreshing to see that young people understand the Republican Party is not the answer. It is the problem. So this is important to me. And I'm wondering, do your peers view it this way? I think so. I think that's something that you'll hear a lot of the older generation talk about is, you know, how do I get my, my young daughter or son or grandson interested in politics and the happenings of the world. They don't know anything. And I think there actually is a level of these young people knowing something. I think they're just apathetic because they've lost faith in really all of their leaders. There aren't really any leaders that they feel like represents them or does what is going to help them. Now, got, now granted, a lot of these young people are very misguided and, and put their faith and in, in, in leadership in all the wrong places. But still, they look at the political structures of today and think, wow, these people don't represent me. I mean, even in just 15 years of my life, I'm 27, but 15 years, I can't think of one thing that Republicans have done, maybe other than Trump and, and DeSantis here in Florida, one thing Republicans have done that has made my life better. There's not one thing I can point to a member of Congress and say, well, thank goodness for this guy for helping out my life. It's just not there. And young it's interesting. I think that the future is, is, is people your age. And, I, and what I love about the, the, what Matt Gates is doing is he's standing in the, in the wind of peer pressure, in the abuse of, of people who are supposed to be Republicans. And I think he's setting an example. And what's going to be interesting for me to watch, because I'm in my 50s, as I become, um, I'll never be like Joe Biden, but let's say Jimmy Carter, and I become old and I still have my faculties, I'll be able to watch this point in history and what happened. And I think it's going to be made by the brave, as it always is. So in this book, Do Not Comply, you're basically telling your, your 
people and the people your age and general anybody who reads it is not to go along to get along and seek the judgment of people who hate you instinctively of marxists of mafia members calling themselves democrats it, do i have it right i haven't read everything i do have a little transcript a little cliff note version of it is that pretty much where you're going because that's crucially important to convey to people well, yeah, look, I, I did just got back from a month-long college book tour, and I did an event at the University of Utah, and this girl comes up to me during the Q&A and says, Will, I believe what you believe. I'm all for it. I'm a softball player, and we have these transgender guys coming into my locker room, and I want to speak up against it, but how do I do it without people hating me for it? And I said, look, I don't have a good answer for you. If you speak the truth and say what's real, you're going to be hated. People are going to despise you. When you have the entire entertainment, media, uh, big tech, the government and bureaucracy, uh, big pharma, all these entities that are far to the left and, and hate the values that are true American values, you think that people are going to like you for speaking up about the truth? Of course not. Of course they're not going to like you. We have to be more thick-skinned and say, listen, these people are not going to like me, and that's okay because I am standing for integrity and I'm standing for what's right. But young people are so soft these days that they're not willing to have anyone hate them. I think a lot of that is due to the coddling of their parents when they were growing up. And then secondly, to social media. They're always looking for validation. They're going into discussions about these topics and saying, well, I don't want to prove that the ideas are right even. I just want this other person to think that I am right. And that is the, the wrong way to approach these things. You know, it's been a long time since I was in college or, or high school, but one thing I've noticed is this movement, that this specific topic where men are dressing up as women and they're saying we're going to go in the women's locker room. You know, this was something that when I was young, I experienced this with my daughter in a restaurant, and, and I stood up and said, look, there is no chance you're going in that bathroom. Now, you can go in the right bathroom. Or you can go in the emergency room. Is this the problem, too, that there are men that forgot what their job is as a man, is to stick up for women, rather than relying on women to stick up for themselves? And you see what happens to the swimmer Gaines. Her first name escapes me, Riley Gaines. And you see what happens, how she's attacked. I, I, I was just in awe. Here you are in a college, there's athletes walking around, and you're going to let these people intimidate this girl like this? It's shocking to me the lack of men that want to stick up for their for their for women it's just shocking to me is this something you think is kind of swaying back because i do keep an eye on you know just my kids friends and it does seem like they're getting a little bit more the way i used to be is there still hope for chivalry or manhood to actually come back I think, of course, there's hope, but that doesn't mean that it's always going to come to fruition. I think that really great men, individuals, will rise up, and there will be this generation of great men, of, of people of character, of purpose, of, of finding adventure in their lives. You know, you talk about men not standing up for women. Well, these men can't even stand up for themselves. That's part of the reason. You know, it's not just about the women. They're not even standing up for themselves, what they want, having any sort of quest or adventure in their life, and thus they become these weak, feeble individuals who are not even individuals they're just part of the herd mind the, the collective who don't know how to think for themselves and then thus no no longer have any sort of bravery or courage to stand up for what is right so i think you will have a small minority of individuals who stand up but i think it's looking right now that the the masses of people and especially young men are are turning away from what they should be doing but um i think there's hope but i think that they need a, a strong kick in the pants really to yeah. to get back to where they're supposed to be well, what's interesting is your success online. Over 700 million views on your show, Man on the Street. Now, if I remember that correctly, Man on the Street was you exposed the stupidity of your generation. Do I have it about right? 
Yeah, I mean, my pinnacle principle was always to change minds. It wasn't necessarily to show that people are stupid. I wanted to change people's minds while I was going out. Now, granted, people would make themselves look stupid when I talked to them. That's just how these things go. But whether it was the person I was talking to or someone watching the video, I had hoped that I would open up someone's mind to a new way of thinking. Now, you stopped doing it in 2022, but you did it in the crucial years, from 2018 to 2022. Now, I have a theory that spoiled children helicopter parents, parents of my generation, because my generation is the one that really doubled down on raising their kids in the wrong fashion, writ large. I mean, there's always a few standouts, right? But we're the ones that threw money at kids when they had problems. We put them on the dope when the teacher said they don't pay attention, they got ADHD. We sent them to therapy. We're the ones that created this arrogance and ignorance of an entitled generation. However, there is an upside to this, and that is spoiled kids expect a good life of quality. What the Democrat philosophy delivers is equality through failure and poverty. Are you starting to see kids your age or a little younger start to realize that it sucks to be poor and it's not something to aspire to and that they're watching their parents or, in fact, their inability as they graduate college? They can invest in nothing. They can buy nothing. The jobs suck for the most part. Are they kind of sick and tired of the doom loop of equality through bankruptcy and failure that the Democrats deliver? I think so, but I think it's not necessarily having the, the right effect. I think it's creating a nihilistic generation of, of young people who see no point to really anything, and they've taken these leftist principles as their moral compass and really their entire framework of being. I mean, they're inundated with these leftist ideologies on a daily basis over and over and over again, so they become these soft, malleable type of people. Um, I, I really think that it comes down to the fact that young people just are not like you're talking about a quality of life, but but the quality of life that they are looking for is in the wrong places. Like they're putting that value on how many followers they have on social media or that they have um, the best looking friend group or like these types of vain things that would never go on their tombstone, but mean so much to them in this life. And they might be looking for that quality of life and saying, well, if I just, you know, buy this new couch, I can have that quality of life that I'm supposed to have. But they're looking in the wrong places, I, I, I fear. And, and that's really the problem. We need to guide them to the right places to look for that quality of life that you were talking about. Yeah, the infection of, of consumer, uh, the, the disease of consumerism, it really is something to watch. And, you know, I'm lucky. I feel very blessed because I'm born in the late 60s. It was a different different time there were different standards you were more proud that what you had you had you bought it you know there was a certain pride in that and and i'll be quite frank with you i don't think that exists anymore as you see a society that's very comfortable with uh, uh buying what they think they want on credit but when you look at the amount of money that um kids have to make to even move out of their parents house This has to be something that's interesting because all all I see in in kids that are a little younger than you is the only ones that have a decent quality of life is because their parents gave them the money. Is that something that um, you think has has a chance of changing as their parents are now having a harder time affording their life? No, I think you're exactly right. I think I think parents have given a lot of young people very good lives in this country, and the ones who don't have that that parental guidance or or wealth capital, whatever it might be, do not make it nearly as often. Um, I think that 
I think that it can change, but I think it takes an entire almost reworking of the system. Like we're sending these kids to college where they're paying $50,000 a year for this useless degree. And then they have all this debt and we're telling them that college is the only option. And then they move to some urban city answering emails all day, thinking that they have some sort of passion in their life. And it's just, that's not a life to live, but they're not, they're realizing it once it's too late. So your book, Taking Power Back from the America uh, from America's Corrupt Elite, what's your first starting point to do that? Um, I think it depends on which elite we're talking about. I think that the number one thing that I try to come down to at the end of the book, the first half is more political. It lays out the elites in question and what we can do to fight against them in each chapter based on whether it's big pharma, big media, big tech, America's political institutions, whatever it may be. And then at the end, it's about it's more, I guess you could say, philosophical on how we should live. And I look for people to create their life as a sense of adventure and build themselves up as a hero in their own life to make their life a, a life worth living, a life of purpose. I think that if we stop worrying about like trying to put all the responsibility for saving this country on a politician or some leader or CEO or something like that, and instead instill that sense of duty onto ourselves as our own heroes, we can change this country for the better. But it takes brave people to say, I'm going to be a hero in a dangerous world and, and fight back against these people. So now tell uh, my audience who you've inspired and given absolute hope for the future. Tell them where they can go to keep an eye on you. You guys can go to my social media at The Will Wit, and you can check out The Florida Standard, my newspaper at VFLstandard.com. Now, before I let you go, um, are you still in contact with Prager, you and Dennis Prager particularly? I am, of course. Yeah, Dennis Prager wrote the foreword in my book. Okay. Well, Dennis Prager owes me five cigars. He refuses to pay. Every time I see him, he expects another cigar. <laughs> so what I will do with you, Will Witt, is if you collect my five cigars, I will give you two in the form of VIG or interest or collection fee. But can you get my cigars from that son of a gun? And by the way, make sure you thank him for producing kids and an opportunity for kids like you to take advantage of at Prager University. You have really inspired and given optimism to me, and you've offset how sad I am that I don't have my five cigars. So thank you, Will Witt, for making time for me and for uh, for the book the book is do not comply taking power back from america's corrupt elite he is will witt and a reason to be proud and optimistic of the future thank you young man thank you i'll get those cigars for you oh i know you keep two for yourself i'm a man of my word we'll be back with your calls and comments this is the sean thompson show where democrats are always wrong republicans are seldom right and politicians are never ever to be trusted on am560 the answer. AM560. The answer. I love Dennis Prager. I mean, that brilliant, brilliant man, honestly. But he is a cigar mug. In the meantime, it's interesting to watch what we're going to see these generations experience. The mayhem, the chaos. You know, it's interesting. You've got kids that are alive that are 30 years old, 35 years old, have never been through a real recession. Don't count 2008. That was a pump-and-dump bailout. We did exactly what we shouldn't have done. It's funny to watch the people who profited from that kind of corruption and bailout now say we're spending too much money, even though they're right. Broken clock, right, Jamie Dimon? When you look at the geopolitical situation, as complex as we've seen, I, I don't know if it's 1948 or 1938. 
Obviously, all hope it goes away. I think it's a little bit of wishful thinking. It's going to take real leadership on the part of many people out there. And then I look at the financial situation, the, the fiscal spending, which is more than it's ever. I'm talking about the United States, but it's almost true around the world. It's more than it's ever been in peacetime by a long shot with the highest debt levels we ever had by government. And there's this kind of omnipotent feeling that central banks and governments can, can manage through all this stuff. I, I, I'm cautious. I don't think it makes a piece of difference whether rates go up 25 basis points or more. Like zero, none, nada. I think whether the whole curve goes up 100 basis points, you know, I would I urge people, be prepared for it. I don't know if it's going to happen. But I look at what we're seeing today more like the 70s. A lot of spending, a lot of it's going to be wasted. I'm in favor of this whole uh, ESG effort. On the other hand, if you look... <laughs> it's good to be the king. See, when you're a rich oligarch, you're, what, you're ready to pull up the ladder. It's less competition. In the meantime, you realize that the people who are in charge are absolute and total frauds and have no idea of exactly what, uh, what is going on. I want to be clear here. Nobody's turning a blind eye to Iran's complicity. Their support for these, back, these, these, uh, these militia groups in Iraq and Syria, their support for terrorists throughout the region, uh, we have addressed that through additional sanctions. We have addressed it through additional military force posture. Yeah, but you're, you're driving up their base and only commodity. You're driving up the prices tremendously. You want to address that? Oh, I, I, I forgot. I forgot, Squirrel. I want to ask you about um, current energy prices and Iran, if I could. Um, so Iran makes 70% of its revenue from oil. Um, it's doubled that oil output since 2019, adding $40 billion to revenues. So are the president's current energy policies giving Iran enough money to fund terror groups? So the new America is the ninja, the ninja generation. No investments, no jobs, no assets. Craig and Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Hey, what I wanted to take and uh, mention is um, the one thing that came, useful thing that came out of those uh, 25 uh, rotten uh, so-called Republicans that uh, voted, um, you know, against letting, uh, getting Jordan in there. We know who they are. We ought to make a list of those people and I never... I got the list. I read it on, did I read it, honey bunny? Didn't I read it? No? Maybe, maybe I didn't read it, but I got the list, yeah. All right, good. And then we gotta we gotta keep we gotta make sure that whenever it comes time to like taking the work against them to get them out of there and the primer and do whatever them because they expose themselves. That's the one good thing we know who they are because they're hidden in there. They're like moles. They're like little mole rats. No, they're not. No, they're not, Craig. They're Republicans, and the answer is to break the Republican Party. Stop calling yourself a Republican. Stop supporting the party. Support the people and understand exactly why. We got rid, rid of John Boehner's favorite congressman up until the last nominee. Well, I, I thought our candidates did a great job. I was most heartened by those who wanted to advance single-subject spending bills rather than link disparate issues like Ukraine funding and Israel funding together. But there was a unifying moment we had on the last question that I was honored to ask. I asked which of the candidates would support the prompt full release of the January 6 tapes to the public, and every single one of the candidates said they would do that. So if nothing else, this process will bring about that outcome that we were not able to obtain from the prior speaker do you think we're gonna boy nobody talked about that what happened to the tapes you know the ones that got tucker f fired what happened as we sit idly by as not only are there political prisoners in our country that are have ridiculous sentences by democrats step and fetch two-bit slip and fall lawyers pretending to be judges we have the guarantee 
of the miscarriage of justice, what we're watching of a former president. Now, if we could just find exactly how many government apparatchiks and assets were in the Capitol as the protest of the most obvious election theft proceeded on January 6th that was turned into a weaponless insurrection by our own government in a coup d'etat, that would be a great first step to righting a lot of wrongs. 312-642-5600. I'll take your calls when I get back. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show at AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. So, Squirrel, did you know that the Secret Service, they have a nickname for who they have to guard? For instance, I, Barack Obama was nicknamed by the Secret Service Renegade. George W. Bush was called the Trailblazer. Donald Trump, the mogul. Uh, Gerald Ford was called Paskey. I think we have discovered the Dimwood and Diapers name, which I thought that was a good name for the Secret Service. But I think it might be Situation Room, because I think he soiled himself earlier today and, and, and had a panic attack. I apologize. I have to go to the Situation Room with another issue that I have to do. With. He dutied himself. There's no question about it. There's no question about it. Next thing you know, there are presidents on a changing table, and the Secret Service is finally found a use for those masks because they weren't doing jack when it came to COVID. In the meantime, we've got a firm grasp as we sit on the uh, in the middle of World War III. And uh, exactly how many people hate us? Well, you remember the South African leader. You remember this guy who liked to kill the farmers because he didn't like their skin color. The frightening depths of societal decline occurring in some other parts of the world, like South Africa, where political leaders chant about genocide, about killing white farmers in stadiums full of supporters. Shoot to kill Kill the poor, the farmer. Kill the poor, the farmer. So you see the kind of intellect that the uh, South Africans really go after. It's similar to Chicago, um, but what you're, what this guy did today, I think, is even a little more astonishing. Although you don't expect much in America, he'd be a Democrat. There is nothing wrong. I must beat. This fog tones and people speaking in parables and we don't know what they are hearing, what they are saying, it's wrong. When you are oppressed, the only option you have is to fight. Then why didn't the people fight Hamas, who was oppressing them, you moron? But then again, so nobody wants to look at the castle you live in South Africa. In the meantime, what exactly um, was their only option? What could they possibly do? Yuval. Eight years old. Ophir, 17 years old. There are just a few. A few of the many children and babies that have not seen evil. They have not caused evil, but they are victims of evil. These kids witness horror which cannot be described by word. Mr. Secretary General, in what world do you live? Definitely 
This is not our world. South African leader. And that's what Hamas is doing. They are fighting for their freedom. Mandela did the same thing, took up the guns and fought for the freedom of the people of South Africa. Yeah, the communist Mandela, who's a hero now. Um, it's interesting to watch how you justify the, the murdering and the mayhem and the kids. But why would you take an old lady? Why would you take an old lady, you filthy pigs? My mom is saying that she was taken on the back of a motorbike with her body, uh, with her legs on one side and her head on another side. That she was taken through the plowed fields with a man in front on one side and a man behind her. And that while she was do- being taken, she was hit by uh, sticks by Shabab. Yeah, Shabab pe- people. Until they reached the tunnels, there, there they walked for a few kilometers on the wet ground. There are a huge, um, huge um, network of tunnels underneath. It looks like a spider web. So when people ask, why are they bombing? Because they have more tunnels than Vietnam. That's why. And Hamas that terrorizes its own people. It's funny to watch the Americans support for Hamas. They have any idea what the Sharia law dictated, how the women were treated, how the men were beaten, how they were extorted. Somebody's got to pay for those tunnels, not to mention the charity, the billions of dollars of world charity that was misappropriated in building the web of tunnels under the Gaza Strip, the oppressed Gaza Strip. In the meantime, what was their main industry and their source of income? And um, now that they have a caucus here in America, what exactly is the situation with our standards here? Now let's talk about the terror watch list because we're also keeping track of that. Let's start in 2019. Okay, so this, Brian, is what a policy looks like. This is what... 2019, you know how many um, suspected terrorists came across the southern border? Zero. Zero. What a policy right. looks like. Fiscal year 2019. And then you can draw a bright line with things changing in that more. policy and how it growed, grew. Terror watch list. New president. Atten- Brian killed me and uh, some other guy on Fox. Don't expect the amazing things to cross the border and it is exploding this is exponential growth of people and they may have been wanted to get arrested or not we don't know these are people that were encountered and arrested who were on the watch list a homeland security secretary was asked once they came across and you got them what happened to them i don't know was his answer mayorkas i don't know that's not a good answer is that a good answer i don't think that's a good answer squirrel richard blue island yeah, hey, Sean. Uh, President Biden does have a nickname uh, from Secret Service, and it's Cobra. And uh, the reason really? that is, uh, he likes swimming naked, so you know, Secret Service agent would see him and they'd go, Cobra, Cobra, Cobra. Oh, and but I he's Irish. From, uh, I thought they'd yell, thumb, thumb, thumb. No? <laughs> you sure? Yeah. All right. Dan Biden, who's a former Secret Service agent, is on a net radio station. He told me told his uh, audience about that. Really? That's a shock to those unsatisfied women in the Democrat mafia short in the pants. I thought I could have, I would have lost $100, Richard. I thought it was thumb for sure. In the meantime, 
What you have going on in uh, Chicago, I wonder, are, is there any thought to what is going on in Chicago with the illegal aliens? I mean, I, I know that most of them are Venezuelans because they have the same ideology as the Chicago Teachers Union. But um, isn't this troubling with the, the, the gotaways and the terror watch list? And where are they? Where are they, Squirrel? Breaking news right now from Brighton Park, where neighbors were out early this morning blocking a construction driveway at a proposed migrant tent camp. And we know this comes after that heated protest mm-hmm. we saw last week ended with an alder woman running for safety. CBS 2 Sarah Maki live near 37th in California looking into this for us. Good morning, Sarah. What's happening out Squirrel, there? Squirrel, wouldn't it be funny? If the land was owned by the Table of Wisdom LLC, you tell me who owns that land, and I'll tell you how much money is kicked back to the open and notorious Democrat mafia corruption. And the older birthing person or non-birthing person, also known as one of the 50 thieves, who pretends to know nothing, wouldn't be surprised if she's got a couple of shares of the Table of Wisdom LLC headed up by another alderman. Ed Burke, when's his trial? Oh, never. 312-642-5600. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. You know, I played this clip, just a little bit of it earlier, about another Democrat success story, another utopia built on a quality of misery and poverty. But when I played it, I was thinking about the large Lori Lightfoot, Brandon Lightfoot, also known as Brandon Johnson, also known as the bust-out, who was on a payment plan for his water bill, but has $6,000 suits, Brioni, uh, called the mayor of Chicago. How long before this is the policy of CPS? For the next five years, high school students in Oregon will not need to perform proficiency tests showing mastery of reading, writing, or math in order to graduate. And this comes... You know what's good about this, Squirrel, is that right now, in uh, select areas of the city with the ones with the most government money in them. Only five kids out of 100 can read anyway. So, you know, when the numbers are this bad, maybe we should just get rid of it all. And this way, the Democrats will have a long voter base of welfare people. As the Oregon Board of Education unanimously voted to extend a pause on the graduation requirement yesterday until 2028. They're citing inefficiency and inequity. Joel Jones going... You know, Squirrel... When I was young, this is how things have changed. You were embarrassed if you weren't a good student. You were humiliated. You used to be like, not me. I didn't do that. I mean, uh, it's a completely different world. Now you're proud that you're a morphodite. And it does explain some of the success there. All right, some breaking news to tell you about on a shooting investigation. Chicago police on the scene near 87th and Lafayette. Fire Department emergency crews confirmed that one woman in her 40s was sitting in a car around 10 a.m. when a bullet went through the window. What are the odds, Squirrel, that an honor student pulled the trigger? Slim? We're on the headlines tonight to find out what this pause will mean for students. This is a controversial decision and one that's facing a lot of pushback. While some say the decision will lower state standards and cheapen an Oregon diploma, the Oregon Department of Education tells me this policy simply didn't work and disproportionately harmed students of color. five years, high school students in Oregon will not be forced to take an assessment of essential skills, proving they've mastered math, reading, or writing. This comes as the Oregon Board of Education unanimously voted yesterday to extend a pause suspending the proficiency requirement in order to graduate. Unanimously. There wasn't one board member, one school board member, not one, 
that said, you know, I, I, I'd like to see if the kids can actually read, do math. And then you realize what the plot is. This has nothing to do with equality or the kids. This is so you can normalize the kind of corruption and failure we are living through right now. The kind of open ridiculousness of not just Joe Biden, but the people who make excuses for Joe Biden. The people who make up our government. Because the price, well, the price of oil has gone up under this president. Uh, the former President Trump, the pr- average price of Brent oil was $58. Um, under this president, it's $83 a barrel. So the price of oil is more. Um, is that? <laughs> do you think one of the kids who doesn't know how to read or do math, do you think he's going to follow along with this conversation? Do you think we're at the bottom of idiocracy? Or do you think we're just beginning? I say we're just beginning. Not giving Iran enough money to fund these terror groups in the Middle East. I, I mean, I, I wholeheartedly disagree that we're, we're, you know, we're, our actions are giving. Is that what you're saying? Can you say that again? The current energy policies in the U.S. From, from our from, energy from, policies. Yeah. yeah, seeing the price of oil go up. Cause okay. when you, when I didn't know they started this when, when oh. KJP was in high school. I didn't know they started it when she was in college. Um, But I'm going to tell you right now, this is how you guarantee a future that doesn't have any understanding of what the country was built on, number one. But number two, doesn't want any answers in math. Wants to turn it over to strangers, regardless of their performance. This is very good news for the Democrat Party. Sadly, it's also very good news for a lot of the Republicans. Look at the way we're going about it. Uh, It's almost like governments want to whack them all and force it. But no carbon taxes, no rational way to go about it that would be more important. In the United States, for example, you know, you can't build pipelines to reduce coal emissions. You can't build, uh, you can't build, get the permits to build solar and wind uh, and things like that. So we, we better get our act together. I'm hopeful when I listen to all the R&D, see it around the world, we will make the breakthroughs we need to beat climate. But it's going to be a day later and longer than it should be because of our own base. Yeah. What's the future look like? Ralph and Rantoul. Hey, Sean. You know, I, I'm i not sure how to interpret the elimination of the test. Is it more racist to eliminate the test because you're saying, you bunch of kids, you're too stupid, so yes. eliminate the test because they demonstrate your stupidity. Where's the outrage in the parents? Government supremacy is exploiting their own failure, Ralph. Thank you very much. Sorry, we're butted up against the clock. Carol, I'll get you in the next hour. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. What we've lived through this generation in America, 2023, is really something to behold if you step back and gain perspective of it. The idea that one man was able to expose... How deep, how corrupt our government is. It's insane. How willing to misuse phony law as weapons against citizens. It's only something we thought we would see in these third world countries. The insanity, open and notorious, out front misuse of law 
justice. There is no justice in a corrupt country. That's really what we're experiencing. My next author, or my next guest, is the author of a book that I think is crucially important on a crucially important topic. The uh, the book is the American Gulag Chronicles. He is Tim Rivers. Tim, thank you for joining me. How are you? Um, you know, thanks uh, for having me on. I love Chicago. I used to work at number one IBM, so uh, I may have lost a hat or two in the Chicago River. I'm not sure. Well, don't worry. Uh, there's nobody here to find it. And the reality is those businesses are gone. The financial institutions are gone. The insurance sector, everything that you used to walk and go to, nine out of ten of the restaurants are no longer there. And it's it's really an example of the doom loop of corrupt government policy, which ruins great cities and great states. But it's also going to ruin our country as the people accept uh, this kind of abuse of, of law. We have political prisoners in this country. It's outrageous to me what we experienced yeah. after, after January 6th. It really is. 1,188. That's the number. You, uh, DJT was 1,106. Isn't that interesting? A, president, a former president of the United States is a political prisoner uh, basically charged in his own country. Um, and they're not done. They're still racking them up. You're talking to a guy who's broadcasting out of Chicago. We have an, a Democrat fraud prosecutor who has created something called mutual combat and contorted the law to let street gangs, cartel members, destroy the quality of life. In Chicago, I, I've got... Shootings where they just let the people just go out, get out of here. We've got people on ankle bracelets, robbers, rapists, carjackers, and that's called our court system. And here you've got guys that protested clearly the most obvious election theft we've ever seen. And they went as a protest. We've got videotape hours and hours of what looks to be government assets inside the Capitol inspiring a phony insurrection with no weapons yep. and these guys who got caught up in it didn't start out from a place of overthrowing the government and as you watch what they're doing the lawyers trump lawyers and how they're bankrupting and they're threatening them with felonies women young and old and you realize they're, they're just settling and the, the media is talking about what a what a guilt sign what a sign of guilt that is Tell us a little bit about what these guys are going through, because I can only imagine wrongfully imprisoned for years now. Yeah, some of them are two and a half years and still counting, still pre-trial. That's just outrageous uh, failure of due process. You know, um, the book itself, you can find it at lettersfromprison.us, and that's exactly what the book is. It's a collection of letters that the prisoners wrote to their supporters and people who have been writing to them through the Patriot Mail Project. Um, and you can find that location at PatriotMailProject.com. Hey, have fun. Pick your state uh, and grab a prisoner and write them for Christmas. Tell them who you are, what you do. Um, you will get a letter back that may change your life because that's what happened to me. Um, I was very happily retired and uh, doing my thing. I got an urge after doing some election integrity work to write to one of these guys. And I got a letter back that propelled me out of retirement and into this. And I've been here for two and a half years now. Um, and, and I see every day amazing Americans turning into patriot heroes trying to fight what's happening, all the things you're talking about, Sean. Um, well, I, the ruination of our cities. I love that you did this. I mean, I, I, I love it because this has to have attention because what happens is 
People lose, they have the attention span of a titsy fly, and they use interest if it's not in the news, and that's how you've been able to normalize the kind of government corruption that destroyed not just my city, but unfortunately many countries around the world, this idea of government supremacy and the misuse of justice. But the problem I'm having with it is I I love the history of our nation. I love the principles of it. I always hated Republicans and Democrats. I mean, the, the, these are these are political whores who'd hit their mother in the face for, with a shovel if she was standing on a, on a campaign contribution. So I never liked politicians. But the reality is what you have is breaking a principle rule that this country was founded on, the right to a speedy trial, the right to your day in court. And you're telling me we've got guys in the year 2023 that have never gone to court and are sitting in the gulags, correct? you that uh, one of the first letter that I, I told you, I got a letter back and it changed my life. That letter came from a 22-year Green Beret veteran with three bronze stars who served on five continents. He's also been a, a contractor for the State Department for 10 years. Throw the letters in yourself, folks. And he was brought up on this. He'd never been arrested in his life. He is an American war hero. He's sitting in a facility in, in Fort Worth, Texas, um, and he has been in jail since March of 2021 and has yet to see trial. That is that is infuriating. That is absolutely infuriating. I have an aunt. Uh, her nephew is in prison, and he's, and he's not right. He's always was like in special ed. He's just not, he's not quick on the uptake. And he's sitting in, in the cooler as well. But when I saw what I saw last Sunday, because, you know, the foreign policy is what drives me crazy. It's where they steal trillions of dollars. And the beauty of Donald Trump, who I did not support in 2016, I did not vote for him. I took my ballot and I wrote not good enough because I was aware of Donald Trump's history of being a Democrat. And we're in Chicago. He hired Ed Burke, who's a two-bit half-assed gangster, pretends to be an alderman the whole time a shakedown artist, has a pretend law firm where they lower your taxes the whole nine yards. He gave 50000 to Rahm Emanuel. So going up to 16, I'm like, I'm not voting for this Democrat. He's a shill. But when he governed his policies, his writing the wrongs and the theft of the people in foreign policy and domestic energy, he won me over, right? But when you see these people who presented themselves as on our so-called team, profiting no, unlike ever imagined, when you see the, the never Trumpers and the Liz Cheneys come out on Sunday, did you hear this Sunday? Did you hear this? I want you to hear. It I, used to I be some, yeah. that that kind of what's called stochastic terrorism, the idea of people demonizing their enemies and not specifically, not specifically calling for violence against their enemies, but demonizing them in such a way, you know, who will rid me of this meddlesome priest? Right. Um, and then and then people come and threaten them that that was. That was frowned upon. That was discouraged in politics. Do you trace it back to Donald Trump? Like, when did this become an acceptable part of Republican politics? I think you certainly would have to trace it back, you know, in its modern version to Donald Trump. And and we now know, um, frankly, because of, of the lie. We know that the lie about the election, we know that telling people that they have to, you know, use violence in order to take back their country, we know that that lie uh, was very effective in sparking violence, and it hasn't stopped. I mean, one of the one of the issues that I again I hope will come up at the speakers forum tomorrow night is the question that Ken Buck keeps asking: is you know, do you understand? Do you accept that Donald Trump lost the election in 2020? Um, and do you understand and recognize the connection between continuing that lie? Uh, and the political violence that we've seen unleashed across the country? So now in America, if you have an opinion that differs from Liz Cheney and the government. 
you are no longer an American citizen and your rights can be trampled and you are a stochastic terrorist. There's no other way to interpret that. I speak government gangster crook. And that's what they're saying. And, and the reality is there's not enough people enraged about the gulags in America. And Well, that's why the book. Uh, we, we have an echo chamber. Let's face it, Sean, you and I, we, we speak sometimes into a very small echo chamber of the conservative voices. Um, and mainstream media shuts us out. We are shadow banned on all the social platforms. We have to work really hard to get a message out. And after a year and a half of trying to do it through those platforms, I gave up and I decided the only way to defeat the mainstream media filter was to create a book that would become historical record and could not be silenced. Um, and I'm going to tell you what we did. Thank God for Mike Lindell because he sent me a check and that with the other funds that we got from patriots across the country. I put one of these books in the hands of every member of Congress, both House and Senate. And they can no longer say they do not know what's happening to Americans. And, and at this point, now the lever is in your hands, America. You need to pick that phone up, 202, I think it's 202-224-3121 for the House and 225-3121 for the Senate, and let them know what you think about what's happening. Don't be silent. That, that day is coming if you don't do something. You will be silent. You won't have a choice. You know, but Tim, I, I, outside of Democrat areas, Americans don't like to fail. You were in no. Chicago long enough to know they, they lie to themselves, the city of big shoulders and yada, yada, yada. Well, now it's undeniable what the, what the city has become. There is no safe area to speak of anymore. This is what's happening in New York, New Jersey, California. This is what Democrats do. So I think maybe there's an underrepresentation of the amount of people who are fed up with government corruption. I think our real hope is to separate ourselves from the Liz Cheney's because she has shown that she... And Republicans like her are in control of the Republican Party. I think there may be an opportunity here that we may might tap into from people who love the principles of Americanism. And I'm hoping that you're seeing an uptick in, in, in people checking out your site. Are you seeing an uptick and are you sometimes shocked from where that comes from? I'm actually shocked at the, at, at, at the opposite. I'm shocked that we aren't seeing more people coming to this. I think there's, there's in some cases a, a fear. That, uh, that do I really want to know this truth? Is this a truth I can actually stem? Because I'm going to tell you, brother, um, if you get through halfway through this book and you haven't started crying, uh, you may need to have your tear ducts checked. Yeah. Because this is a horror story of American terror. Um, and we are, today is 1,000, I believe that today is 1,019 days of terror since the Biden regime turned itself loose on American protesters who were there on January 6th. That's an awful long time. That actually becomes a pogrom uh, when you go that long. And to now continually seek out people who were there that day simply for being on grounds at this point. Just because you had your cell phone on and you were within a thousand yards of the Capitol building, you will now have a visit from the FBI at four o'clock in the morning with their MRAP and their guns pointed at you and your family. And America needs, that's what you need to be concerned about, America. That's that's what they're trying to tell you in this book, and that's why you need to read it, because it's their mail to you. It's their message about what's happening to them, and it's their warning that you are next. Now, do you contrast and compare the way I do? You know, the FBI headquarters in Chicago was a quarter mile away from Mike Madigan's campaign office. Mike Madigan is the most successful government 
mafia member this country has ever had. He ran the state for 30 years, shook down national companies, had inside deals and kickbacks and the rest of it. And the FBI knew nothing in Chicago. It's funny, the FBI can narrow in on someone's cell phone where they were, but they can't seem to find the cartel members that destroy the quality of life in the city. So are you, are you contrasting and comparing, or do you strictly take the position of, in America, American patriots like the, the Green Beret veteran, should not suffer under this, and this is where you can go to help them. How is the book structured? Is it just the letters from the victims of political persecution? It's actually a year of their life. We, we focused in on 35 prisoners, and many of them are veterans. Uh, I want to just make a statistic for America understands. 7% of the USA, active and retired military, 7% of the population. 27% of the people arrested for January 6th are veterans. 27%. Four times the national average population. That's shocking. And how many are women? That's the other sad statistic, but go ahead. Actually, there are a lot of women, and the one that just hit the news that just made me the maddest is a woman who just received five years who has eight children, and we are scrambling to find help to take care of those children so they don't end up in foster care. And you can help. Um, As soon as I created this book, along with my editor, Marie Goodwin, who is the mother of a January 6th, whose home was invaded by the FBI in the early morning hours, who had loaded ARs with lasers pointed at her and her husband and her son, who were dragged out of their home in the early morning hours and held at gunpoint. This woman is my editor, but she's also the artistic power behind putting these books together. Um, Book number two is coming out, but this first book covered a full year. It's a chronological story beginning on September 2021 and bringing you into September 2022. And book two picks up where that one leaves off and brings you into the trials, into the sentences, into the families, unfortunately, and brings you into all the way through September 2023, one month ago. It is as current as it's possibly going to get for you. And this is their, this is their testimony. I'm, people say I'm the author. I, I just write the introductions. They are the authors. These yeah. are their letters. You will see the letters. You will see the transcripts. You will hear the words uncensored, unaltered as they try to tell you what's happening to them and their families and warning you that if you do not get involved in what's happening in this country now, that you are most likely next. I'm interested in the way your mind works. You're an IT engineer. And when you look at this, when you step back and you look at it and you realize what January 6th really accomplished, it did accomplish what it was intended to do. In fact, people stopped questioning the actual election itself. I was doing the coverage that night. There is no question in my, in my mind that Joe Biden stole the election. I'm wondering, isn't it the perfect way to cover up the theft of the most important office in the world? It is, but I will remind you that the, the, I believe it was George Washington who said that the truth cannot be hidden when good, honest men are determined to find it. And that's what's been happening. You have people like David Simrall from StopHate.com, uh, Trennis Evans, who's a J6er from ContemnedUSA.com. Go there. You will see these videos. You know those 45,000 hours that Tucker can't show you? These yeah. guys have seen it. And not only have they seen it, but they're going to show you. Um, there's a new documentary out in December from Stop Hate called J6, The Real Timeline, where they have taken all of this video uh, and all of the information from the prisoners who now, as they're released, are working with these videographers to go through their discovery evidence and put it all together. And they show you the timeline from the ellipse all the way through um, when everything is pretty much all over by 3.30. And you will see it for yourself, and then you can tell me whether that narrative was true or was false. And I already know because I've seen them.
Oh, well, um, here's the thing. I, I, I'm from a, a half-assed Democrat area. I know how to speak government gangster. And when they could not answer the direct questions by Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley to how many assets of the government were already in the Capitol addressed as Trump supporters, I knew at that moment that it was a coup d'etat that you normally see in South and Central America played right here in Washington, D.C. And in my opinion, they couldn't have got away with it if it wasn't for the Democrat judges. It's like Chicago, where I told you about Ed Burke earlier, who, who Donald Trump bribed or, or hired as a lawyer, and, and two sitting family court judges are on Table of Wisdom LLC, which is an investment group that buys tax auction property in which Ed Burke steers. So I knew the fix was in. The reality is, if this protest wouldn't have happened in Washington, D.C., but Florida, nobody would be in jail, would they? Florida is a free state, and you would have had an opportunity to maybe be extradited or at least have a jury of your peers. Um, but I don't think these guys have a jury of their peers. 87% of the district of D.C., is left or Democrat, and you can't find a jury of appears yeah. for a conservative in that state. Yeah, but my peers are not Democrats. You, yes, you mentioned you mentioned you know all this when you when you actually listen, it goes so far beyond what you just mentioned, Sean. I just had a J Sixer who's been released who testifies to me that when he was being arrested and escorted through the underground tunnels, um, through what they call the Senate uh, the Senate subway that there were piles of BLM and Antifa clothing all along the length of the tunnel for the whole length of it, which is blocks long. And you have to wonder, how did that clothing get there? Who did it belong to? Why were they in official tunnels? Why was nobody allowed to evacuate through the tunnels? These are things that are coming out that just, can, like I said, you cannot keep the truth when good people want to find it. And you can see some of this for yourself at j6patriotnews.com. At the other sites I mentioned, if you go to J6 News, all the links are there to all these other incredible sites, including a way for you to get involved. Because I'm telling you, if you don't get involved, uh, you will not just be an observer coming soon. Um, you, he, you will be a victim. He is Tim Rivers. The book is The American Gulag Chronicles. Thank you for what you're doing, brother. I know you could have sat on your ass and enjoyed retirement. Uh, we're all better off because you didn't. Thank you very much. Thank you, Sean. Appreciate you having me on. We'll be back with your calls and comments. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560, the answer. January 6th, a great cover-up. Great cover-up for the most obvious election theft in this country's history. More obvious than Kennedy and his Queen of Heaven victory. In the meantime, they're out in full force to tell you that we're still a democracy. You remember Swalwell, Squirrel, right? Taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help them cheat an election. The gassy Swalwell, you remember him. Swalwell is out to uh, let us know everything hangs in the balance aside from his underpants. And that's what we have to do in this upcoming election is just get past this election and democracy has a chance to live forever, Mm -hmm. but it also has a chance to die. Well, we're a republic and I really don't want the kind of democracy like the one in Ukraine where the corrupt president suspends the election and imprisons people. But that seems to be exactly what we're facing as so many of the so-called Republicans in particular, that Tea Party wave, they love government supremacy. And a bunch of the candidates for speaker 
Kevin Hearn, Byron Donalds, Mike Johnson, Jack Bergman, all of them voted to object to the Electoral College results in Arizona and Pennsylvania and to disenfranchise millions of Americans based on those lies. Is that disqualifying? Certainly. I think there's no question. And I think And Liz Cheney and the Democrat propagandist fraud, who had no questions about the decades of corruption of the asset of enemies foreign and domestic, the Biden crime family, now linked to a hundred million dollars in bribes and over thirty LLCs. Jake Tapper has no questions, like many of the other media has no questions. And nobody's ever gone to jail. We know, for example, his brother was paid $1.5 billion by the corrupt Bush administration, really led by Liz Cheney's father, heart in a bag dick, who refuses to die. $1.5 billion contract for homes in Iraq that no one has a picture for. We know about the no-bid contracts, back to Halliburton, $7 billion and whatnot. What is that, slippage? And in the meantime, there are more on Democrats who live in squalor in the ghetto areas that have been destroyed by policy, not people, not citizens anyway, but victims of policy. And they cheer for a lawyer, a lawyer who showed emotion and was squeezed so hard that she was threatened with felonies where she could have done over a decade in prison, millions of dollars in legal fees. And they cheer Jenna Ellis. Now, we've had some people in the chat suggest I get Jenna Ellis on the show. And Jenna Ellis, I'm lucky to say I know and I really love. She's a wonderful human being and a great person. And I know when someone is being squeezed, which is why I never ridiculed the uh, corrupt John McCain when he signed the confession the Vietnamese tortured him into, as so many of our veterans did, because I understand what political persecution and torture looks like. And I also understand what it sounds like. Thank you, Your Honor, for the opportunity to address the court. As an attorney who is also a Christian, I take my responsibilities as a lawyer very seriously, and I endeavor to be a person of sound moral and ethical character in all of my dealings. You know who isn't, Squirrel? Michael Cohen. Michael Cohen was always a Democrat, smarmy, scum lawyer who was hooked up to a former Soviet oligarch in a cab scandal, financial bank fraud scandal, of which he pled to. But now he is a hero of the Democrats, because all you have to do to be a hero of Democrats is say you don't like Trump. That's great, because you have resurrected the career of crooked whores like Liz Cheney, Dick Cheney, George W. Bush, and Michael the Rat Cohen. Mr. President, what do you think about Michael Cohen testifying today? Do you think about this oil thing? I know he's a proven liar, as you know, so Cohen has served a lot of times for lying, and we're going to just go in and see, and I think you'll see that for yourself very easily. He's a proven liar, and he served a lot of time for lying. None of that matters. The Democrats who live in the Democrat mafia areas think they have something called clout. And they don't really care what the areas devolve into. Breaking news right now, gunshot victim found inside a hotel in the loop. And WJN's Julian Cruz is live at the scene to tell us more. Julian. They don't know anymore. Perfect crime. It's the perfect crime. Like they all are in the Democrat sewers, where the government protects predators and could give a rip about victims because they have the support of the stupid and the corrupt. Cream Puff Jim, that's a long intro for you, but you know what I mean. 
yeah, I was going to say that the uh, the Rhinos, uh, the Santos in New York, if they gave him a plea deal and got him out of his trouble, he might vote for a Democratic speaker or at least a neutral speaker. What do you think the odds are of uh, of uh, the rhinos going with the Marxists. 100%. The odds are 100%. Don't worry. You're going to get a bipartisan political whore in, whether he has an R after his name or a D. Because that's the way they like it. That's what Kevin McCarthy was. Sorry, boys. Just was. How, how many people really understood that Kevin McCarthy had the evidence we needed to release a Green Bay a Green Beret veteran for 25 years who's been in the gulag for two and a half years. Not to mention the other people and the old ladies and the, the veteran shot at point-blank range. And all of the evidence that we now are finding out through specific uh, investigative reporters who are victims of censorship. And Kevin McCarthy could have released those tapes and didn't? That, to me, is a, is a startling well, reality. I, I thought our candidates did a great job. I was most heartened by those who wanted to advance single-subject spending bills rather than link disparate issues like Ukraine funding and Israel funding together. Now, think about this. This is all that the good people in our Congress have been calling for, all of them. The ones who understood exactly what the Ukrainian funding was going for. It wasn't going to help the people who were victims of their own civil war that nobody wants to talk about. It was about promoting the constant corruption that we knew was there. Set up a foundation in Ukraine before Ukraine became independent of uh, Russia. Um, and the foundation has been uh, functioning ever since. There is one person who was very deeply involved in Ukraine, uh, and, and that's Biden. He had a lot more patience than I had in, in trying to convert Poroshenko into a democratic leader. But the opportunity... Uh to generate a united Ukraine, uh, getting it right is uh, is within your grasp. And we want to be your uh, your partner, your friend in the project. We want to, and we're ready to assist. We're also asking Congress to act promptly uh, to deliver on uh, an aid package, including a one billion dollar loan guarantee that can help uh, smooth the path for reform inside of Ukraine uh, and give uh, the prime minister and his government the capacity to do what they need to do uh, as they are also. And that loan guarantee was to banks owned by Ihor Kolomoisky, we now know, invested in by George Soros as he invested prior to the declaration of the collapse of the Soviet Union. This is just a bribery scheme, a payoff scheme. And as for the democracy that Swalwell wants to talk about, where, where does that democracy live exactly? Not in the countries we fund. When you actually look at what Zelensky's democracy yeah. is, you see uh, no freedom of the press. He has shut down any media that he does not control, his government does not control. He has gotten political opposition uh, arrested, made sure that that's happened. As you mentioned, he shut down the biggest Ukraine church uh, in the country. And, and I found this quote today. He has actually threatened to punish, quote, any Christian caught worshiping in unapproved ways. And our government, our step-and-fetch corrupt corporatist government, they're not interested in separating the bills. They want to lump it all together because they're in on the back door.
payoffs. There's resistance among some Republicans, including here in the Senate, about bundling things together. Is it possible to pass Ukraine aid if it's not tied to Israel? I just think that's a mistake. I, I mean, I know there are some Republicans in the Senate and maybe more in the House that mm-hmm. think U- Ukraine is somehow different. It is different. It's corrupt. It's been paying off Democrats and corrupt Republicans for decades since our, the so-called invasion, the one where Putin wanted the bio labs in Ukraine stopped or investigated. Since that happened, Ukrainian lobbyists, registered lobbyists on K Street went from three to 34. Now, why would the lobbyists go up? Because we are paying for their entire government, their entire infrastructure. And anybody who questions the legitimacy of the Biden victory, so-called victory, when they shut the countdown, well, we've been censored. We've been kept from information. And when it comes to wrongful persecution and political prisoners... But there was a unifying moment we had on the last question that I was honored to ask. I asked which of the candidates would support the prompt full release of the January 6th tapes to the public, and every single one of the candidates said they would do that. So if nothing else, this process will bring about that outcome that we were not able to obtain from the prior speaker. Two and a half years, Kevin McCarthy had the evidence and kept it quiet. He had the evidence of the pay-to-play schemes and the bribery of the most corrupt country in Europe called Ukraine, and he was protecting the most corrupt area in America called Washington, D.C. So we have an opportunity to have things change. Do we have the will? That's the only question. 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Now this Fox Business exclusive, Hunter Biden and a former Biden aide invested in two Chinese companies with ties to the top levels of the Chinese Communist Party and its military. Email. And Jenna Ellis does a plea deal. Huh. Vince and Huntley. Hello. Hi, Vince. Hey, so Jenna Ellis, this is communism. Did you he, did he hear, hear her plea deal? She was so shaky, I felt so bad for her. First of all, she was facing over a decade in prison. She's pretty powerful. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, and part of her plea deal is she's she's silenced. You can't talk to the media. I did not know that. I, I knew that she was getting a probation and community service or something. $5,000 like fine. The, the, girl, the girl's a young girl, beautiful girl, facing a decade yeah. in prison, felonies that bankrupt her, legal fees to bankrupt her. She's not a rich girl. She's a young girl. She, she was a hero to me. I was, I was just like, wow, she's, she's just fantastic Vince, when she was up there. Do me there a favor, brother. Remember, remember, she's a hero in the same way John McCain is a hero. He was tortured and intimidated to sign a confession he didn't believe. It's exactly what you witnessed from a young girl right. who didn't do anything but, the, but, but really represent us. Because you and I both yeah, know I just, he's illegitimate. You know, Sean, I, just wish, I just wish the Republicans... The, the AGs and the Republican Party would just come back at these people. I mean, they have family in other states, you know? Vince, they're looking at shoring up their, their own state from a corrupt government so obvious in corruption it would allow this most obvious political whore to pretend to be president, not to mention he has dementia. Tom Blue Island, thank you, Vince, for the call. Tom Blue Island. Sean Dittos, you know, we're losing to these scumbags. 
I don't know. I don't know what the answer is long term, but we're losing to these scumbags. Kevin McCarthy, there's people that have spent time in jail who could have been exonerated by that piece of garbage just releasing the tapes you've been talking about all afternoon. We're losing. Yeah. No, I, we're, I hey, listen, brother, come on. Person. You and I both remember when fights went 15 rounds. We're just against the ropes. But much like myself and Jake LaMotta, never got me down, Ray. Never got me down. Bob, Wisconsin. Hey, Sean, thank you again for great programming. Truth. Our friend Hitoshi, who I call Toshi in Taiwan, called me this weekend and said they paid for the weapons they're supposed to have right now, but the United States hasn't sent them. Now, what the hell? If you pay several (laughs) billion dollars for weapons, I mean... Where's American enterprise, Washington, D.C. is owned by the Chinese Communist Party. Did you see the Chinese uh, Navy ship bump the uh, Philippine ship, the the supply ship? And nobody's talking about it. It's an act of war. They rammed a Philippine government ship we're allies with. Chinese are, 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 are destroying that whole area, and they're getting away with it because they own the president. They own Swalwell. Fang Fang, the only girl that could put up with the gassy Swalwell. They own that wretched rat, may she burn in hell, uh, for, uh, Diane Feinstein and their husband. Not to mention Pelosi and Stinky Hammers Paul. How does he make the hammers think, squirrel? Oh, don't tell the people. Don't tell them. Let them just visualize it. We'll be back in 21 hours. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.